Hello and welcome to Wild Soul Gatherings. I'm Dr. Sandra Marie and I'll be your host for Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. I'm very grateful for all you wild souls out there who've decided to join us today. I want to send a special thanks to each of you for taking time out of your day to join us and our guests as we talk about the many aspects of spirituality. To receive updates on our latest episodes, please subscribe and follow Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. A positive writing and comment is always appreciated. In the tradition of Happy Hour, cheers to some new insights, peace, revitalization, perhaps an aha moment that will positively influence your life. Welcome to Wild Soul Gatherings. Today I have Kate Troyer. She is the host of Feng Shui Kate. Welcome to Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. How are you doing today, Kate? I'm good, Sandra. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm really excited. I have Feng Shui has always interested me. I will tell you that the word has always in, intimidated me in some ways, but it always feels like it's a touchy-feely cool word that I just don't really understand. And I know that you do energy work also with it. Mm-hmm. And I was recently listening to your podcast and I uh, definitely have an obsession with crystals. And you were doing some podcast with a, a lady, I think over on the West Coast, who was talking about how to inject crystals into the whole process. Yeah, that was um, quite interesting, actually. So I'll start with, I love that you mentioned that, man, like I've always been interested in feng shui, but it feels, the word feels a little weird to me. I think so many people feel that way because it's not a word that we can easily associate with and say, oh, I think I might know what that's like. And being humans and having egos, we often kind of like put our earmuffs on when we don't have some sort of recognition to something. Um, So I often, when I'm talking with people that I know maybe don't know a lot about feng shui or have maybe never heard of it, I will often refer to it as home wellness. Really, I'm giving the same definition that I would give if I told someone I was a feng shui lifestylist. However, People know what the word home means and they know what the word wellness means, and they might not know what the two things mean together. And so they're just as curious and they'll ask the question, oh, what is that? But they already have at least some association to it. So I find that it's a bit more intriguing for people um, who have no idea what the hell feng shui is. (laughs) So that's been a way that I've kind of tried to bridge the gap because I really believe that as we're coming into society now, we are very concerned about the wellness of our home, our bodies, physical, mental, spiritually. And I think feng shui is just going to become another part of that. And that's really, I mean, my biggest mission with what I do is to make feng shui a normal household thing that kind of everybody does. It's recognized and it's really important, just as important as going to the gym and eating the right food. So that's really my mission. And and I think that, you know, even like you, someone who kind of knows about feng shui and is into energy work and everything like that, you're still a little bit like, oh, I'm a little, it's a little mysterious to me. So I'm trying to, you know, debunk the mystery of it and make it kind of a normal everyday practiced occurrence. But to talk about crystals 
if you want to get into the crystal conversation, um, I just thought I'd, I'd preface our talk with that because I think a lot of people feel that way about feng shui. I have done a series with a woman named Julie Baldino. She is an energy practitioner. Her main modality is um, healing with crystals. She's super crazy knowledgeable. And honestly, I should maybe hook you up with her. I think you guys would probably have a really interesting conversation. What I love about Julie is she's very unconventional in her thinking. She's extremely knowledgeable um, and has all of the certifications and, and everything like that. But she is very free in how she intuitively practices, how she intuitively kind of guides people um, and how she uses crystals. So our conversation was regarding the using the Bagua map, or you'll also hear me refer to it as the home energy map. And that's just a map that we as feng shui practitioners used um, on the floor plan of your home to determine where its energetic centers are. And it's very much kind of like the chakras of your body. I look at the energy map as the chakras of your home, basically. Yeah. So Julie and I were, that's kind of what we did was we broke down. Okay. Let's look at the different energy centers of our home and let's match crystals to those energy centers that you could use for enhancements or to clear out energy and just what kind of related to each of those areas. And it was really fascinating because as a practitioner myself, I have listened to, I have read many books, listen to podcasts, things like that, where other practitioners will talk about the perfect crystals for these areas of your home. And what was so amazing was that uh, Julie had an opposite take basically on all of those. I feel like many practitioners or studiers of feng shui will look at mainly color as the reason to associate that with the energy center. Just like your, your chakras have different colors that represent them, same exact thing with the energy centers of their home. But And that's often how crystals are chosen you know, for those energy centers, usually their energetic properties don't match up. So we did it all on energetic properties. Um, it was really fascinating. I'll give you one example um, without blabbering on about this for too much longer. But the center of your home is a really easy place to find. The center is always the center, basically, no matter how you have to lay your map or, or however your home is set up, your center is always going to be the centermost point of your home. It's representative of the earth elements, so earthy tones, yellows, things like that. And I often hear people say that, oh, the citrine stone is the perfect stone for this area. And it's literally only based on color, but really its properties, it's known as the wealth stone. Its properties actually more match up to your abundance area which is the color purple. And so you'll often find that the amethyst and the citrine, amethyst is used in abundance, citrine is used in the center, even though their properties are actually opposite. So that's something that Julie taught us. Um, we got to learn about was amethyst is actually a great stone for your center. And the citrine is actually great for your abundance. So if you have an interest in the crystals, um, how they relate energetically and where you might want to put them in your home, those are some really great episodes to listen to. Yeah, I was really impressed. And I love that um, you take the approach with the old rules no, no longer apply. So one of the things that 
really struck me when you were talking is people map things out as if that's the way it should be. You were talking if someone would consult a professional and they may make a recommendation or say you need to paint a room a certain color. So the person will just go with that, even though the color doesn't speak to them because it's what they're being directed to do. And first I thought it was crazy. And the more I started thinking about it, I thought, I think a lot of people do that. They go to professionals and this is what the professional says is, you know, the lightest, the coolest or whatever might be speaking to them when in fact, it doesn't speak to the person at all. And now they're living in this house that really energetically isn't matching who they are. Yeah, I think that's something I see often and uh, something I see often with clients. Actually, a reason I will turn down certain clients because I've had people tell me, hey, listen, I want you to just tell me what to do. I tell them, listen, I totally understand that. However, that's not really how I practice. I see my job in my service to others is to empower you to trust and get more connected with your space and your intuition so that, you know, I'm here to to guide you, right? I'm here to give you, hey, this is maybe what I would do or how I see it. But does that, like, I always ask the question, like, how does that feel to you? And I can tell if somebody's like, well, I mean... I guess you're the expert. Like I'm just going to do it. I'm like, you don't really seem sold on that. Like let's backtrack that a little bit. And I really think that's my job is to empower. Like I see that as one of the most important things about what I do is empowering others to trust and get reconnected with their intuition, because that's really, you know, feng shui is a practice. It is not a, you hire a consultant, they come in, they move energy in in your home, they fix the energetics and you're good to go for the forever, right? Like this is something that your home should be changing as you change. If you are a growth-minded person, constantly trying to get in touch with that growth and make changes so that you are in the highest vibration possible, you're going to change all the time and your home should be changing all the time. I feel like I'm doing someone a disservice if I just come in and say, I would do this, 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 check it off your list, be done without ever teaching them how to connect to their space, connect to their intuition and teach them how they can. I'm basically trying to teach them the skills that they need to develop and give them habits that they can develop so that they can use this as a daily practice. Just like if you were going to yoga, you don't go to yoga once and say, oh my God, my body's fixed and it feels amazing forever. (laughs) Like you have to keep going. And the more you practice, the better you get at it. The more in tune you are with your body. It's the same thing with feng shui. The more you do it, the more you become in tune with your home. So I see it as my greatest service is to teach and educate people and guide them through that process so that it can become a lifelong daily practice for them. I love it because we're so spiritually multidimensional and everything plays into it. And I love the home wellness. One of the things I wanted to talk about that you're doing that I thought was really cool is I know that you were traveling down to Florida recently and that you are doing some work with uh, children and that you are building some program, some programs to work with. I think it's the elementary school population, but honestly, it could be anyone. You know, I'm always very excited when I'm seeing meditation being brought into the elementary schools, starting young. We're really 
starting to I look at how we grow our children and how we grow ourselves, right? I don't know about your story, but for me, like I started a lot of this well into my adult. And I think what how different it would have been if we had these tools as children. If you would share, I was just so moved by this project you're doing and how you're using the feng shui with it. Yeah. So I have to give a shout out in a in a big round of applause and, and gratitude to my friend, a newer friend, Sandy Bean, who is actually the one that facilitated these different camps and then asked me to be a part of it. I had no idea that I wanted to teach feng shui to kids, to be honest with you. So the age range was 10 to 14. And I was also like, well, I'm really good with younger kids. I personally don't have children myself. I'm really good with younger kids because I'm really like a, a big kid inside. But I'm like, oh, 10 to 14 year old girls. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I remember being a 10 to 14 year old girl. <laughs> and I wanted nothing to do with someone that was in their 30s. Right. So I was, a, I have to admit, I was a little nervous, but it turned out so amazingly well. I'll share just a little bit kind of like, so I was with them for two days. We started our first day with, and this is how I I start a lot of classes that I teach because I'll also teach at different retreats and do mini classes and things like that. And I almost always start with some sort of meditation and visualization. I think that's so important because most of us are not connected to the space that we live in. So we started with a nice visualization for them to visualize being in their bedroom. We went into, oh, what feels, what does that feel good in here? So we did that for a little bit and then they got to share and talk about what didn't feel good to them. It was really surprising to me. They were very into it and were like this, you know, we went around the circle, we shared. And then their homework for that evening was to basically go and make some changes or at least talk to their parents, you know, about, hey, you know, like we visualized my room today and I felt this, this, and this. What can we do about that? And I was seriously overjoyed when I came in that next morning. I had all these little girls coming up to me, Miss Kay, Miss Kay, Miss Kay. Ah, They were like so excited. As soon as I walked in the door, they couldn't wait for us to like sit down in our circle and share. So that was really amazing. And then I've developed kind of like a a way to do a vision board, but using the, the energy map so that they could. And I've also tailored it to kids. So my energy map for kids looks quite different than my energy map that I use with clients and, you know, regular adults. And we use that to figure out for those different energy centers, how do we want to align with each of these, these centers in our life? Then after we define that together or, you know, individually, we came together as a group and then we each created our own vision boards for the next year that showed and depicted how we were going to align with each one of these energies. I mean, create, so it gave, them this, okay, let me think about, let me think about my space and how it relates to how I feel. The next day we're going to go inwards energetically and figure out, Hey, how do I feel about these things? What do I want to bring into my life? What do I have control over as a 10 to 14 year old? How can I now let's take some action and make some sort of vision that I can now look at every day and hang up in my room, which is another awesome energetic enhancement for their bedroom. Just kind of bring it full circle so that they can, you know, it was really the intention was to get them to connect deeper with themselves. But then secondly, to see how, you know, their emotions and energetics show up in their space. And it was 
absolutely amazing. Uh, Sandy and I are actually working on right now creating a week-long program that this this coming year, we're going to start marketing to different schools, really definitely in St. Petersburg area, and then also in the Cleveland, Ohio area, surrounding areas. And hopefully we'll start doing it, you know, or at least being able to teach people how to do it all over the country. So it's really exciting. That is really exciting. It's like, it's your chance to change the world, right? Always have to have a cough in the middle of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It happens Um, to all of us. So for me, that is like how exciting to be able to have that kind of influence and really make a difference as we're growing in the next generation, but not only growing the next generation as we're just raising the whole vibration of Mm -hmm. the planet, right? So every little thing makes a difference and it plays into that. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see where else that uh, takes off for you. Do you have any other things that you have out on the horizon that you're working on right now? Yes. Um, So I actually am in the process of um, creating a community. It's called the Home Wellness Collective. And I'm really excited about that. I I noticed I have a a pretty good size following on TikTok. I kept looking at, okay, how do I want to be of more service to that audience? What can I provide for them that's more than just, you know, small bits of conversation? What can I expand upon? And then what I also noticed that was so beautiful was that people that would comment on different things, you'd see other people commenting to them or taking the conversation further or encouraging them or just offering some healing or love or support. And I thought, God, that's so amazing. How could I capture the people that were really into this and really wanted to deep dive into this practice? How could I create something for them where it would be more than just random people online, where we could really get to know and interact with each other on a much deeper and more intimate level? That's where the Home Wellness Collective was born. Um, I'm launching that my goal was July 1st, but I think we'll probably be going to be more like July 15th, but I'm going to start talking. I'm starting to talk about it now. So I'm really excited. If you I'll have a pop-up on my website, um, you can sign up to be notified about it. And then once it's live, it'll be homewellnesscollective.com and it will feature different things. Like you'll get at least one monthly live call with me where everybody can join in and we can chat. I'll be doing weekly meditations energy readings, tips, just all of those things. We're going to start out with like a 30-day decluttering series for whenever you join that you can take advantage of. And it's just going to be really awesome. And so, and I'll also be doing one live class a month that'll be recorded. And then if you can't make it to the live class, that'll be archived within the group so that you're able to take advantage of that as well. And so you'll get a course every month and it's going to be, I'm going to do a price of $33 a month. So I think that's really, really affordable. And especially for everything that you'll get in the community, I'm just, I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to get it launched. That is really cool. I love that it's that you took what you saw on TikTok and recognized that there was a need to create a community of individuals that were looking for that. I think this is super exciting. Is there anything else that you would like to leave? Any thoughts that you would like to leave for the listeners? Oh, goodness. Let me think about that for a moment. I think that No matter what energy modality that you are drawn to, no matter who you are drawn to as an educator or a teacher, the most important thing is that you get in touch with your intuition. It's something that 
I feel more and more people are waking up to. However, when we follow someone blindly, we often take everything that they say as fact, when in reality, what others are saying are really just meant to be a guide for us, kind of a beacon of light. We are supposed to sit with things and ask ourselves, how do we feel about this? Unfortunately, in our society thus far, I feel that we have been encouraged to not ask ourselves, how do we feel about this? We're just supposed to blindly receive information and, and move on with our day. And that's another reason why I think it's so important for myself as a practitioner, uh, working with people, educating people to focus on getting in touch with your intuition first. And I think that's really the power behind everything is you. You have the power to make changes. You have the power to literally do anything you want in life, to design your dream life. If someone that you listen to or something that you hear doesn't empower you, but makes you feel bad about yourself, question that information. It's not that it's necessarily wrong. Look for things that empower you only, because that's really the way that things are going to change in our society. Things are going to change in your personal life, with your personal story, with you getting what you want, with you building that that dream life that you really desire. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Always, always go within and trust your intuition. And if that doesn't come to you right away, that's okay. Allow yourself to be able to sit with things. Some of us have to sit with things before we come to a conclusion about them and others don't. And I think it's okay, again, to just know yourself, start going more internal so that you can trust and know yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's the absolute most important thing. And that will guide you and lead you everywhere you need to be in life. Wow. That is, that is well said. That, that was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. As we were starting this whole project with a, a wild soul gatherings and happy hour for the spiritually curious, we really started it for one reason and seems to have taken on a life of its own and going in another direction. And a lot of it is very supportive, I think, to what you said. And it really is. There's a lot of people who are searching. They don't know where to look or they're afraid to ask or there's a lot of taboos that have been put on things or they grew up in you know, a religious paradigm that just doesn't work for them at this point point and they're really they're looking so the whole I, the idea of the happy hour for the spiritually curious was to bring lots of different folks on here share their stories talk about their teachers their spiritual journeys to help people realize that they're not alone in this and that there's a whole lot of different directions you can go really to get to the same place in the same places you're you know you're developing your own spiritual growth right so it's going to be unique to each person who listens. And I'm just, I love what you're doing with the feng shui. I love how you're building the community and you you really stay out of the box with it and allow the intuitive and allow people to be themselves with it and grow it. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. And I really love what you're doing with the kids. That is spectacular to me. And I love how you get, when you talk about it, you get so excited, like your energy just shifts up uh, immediately. So it's funny how life takes you in one direction that you really never thought that you would go in. (laughs) That's for sure. This is definitely even, you know, four or five years ago, this is definitely not the place I thought I would be, but it was like, once it found me, 
it was just felt so right. I was like, holy shit, this is it. This is what I've been trying to find. This is what I've been trying to cultivate, you know, for so long. And holy shit, this is, I've actually been doing this since I was a kid and I had no idea. So that's, what's so amazing about life, right? Is it just, if you're open, it will hand you, it it will show you where you're supposed to be. And then it's just like, it just, um, you know, when something feels good and when it doesn't. So I encourage people to, to follow what feels good to them. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I will put all your information uh, in our show notes so our listeners can connect with you. And that being said, I want to thank all our listeners who have joined us today and please embrace your wild soul. Thank you so much for having me, Sandra. I'll talk with you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us for this episode of Wild Souls Gatherings Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. To find out more about our guests, how to contact them or detail on this episode, please see our show notes. You can also visit us at our website, wildsoulsgathering.com. We would love to hear from our visitors what you thought of this show, what you would like to see and hear in the future, questions you may have. Go to podinbox.com slash happy hour for the spiritually curious. You can leave either a voice or traditional message for us. This is your host, Dr. Sandra Marie, sending each of you peace and love. Until we meet again, embrace your wild soul.